on 2SM and the Super Radio Network. Let's get back to High Tide. Let's do exactly that. As mentioned in the news, heading for a top of 26 degrees in Sydney, about 28 as you head up the coast. The forecast at the moment, Sydney Harbour, Pittwater and Botany Bay. East to south, easterly winds 10 knots, uh, tending east to northeasterly 10 to 15 in the afternoon. Towards the evening, 0.5 of a metre should be the seas. Offshore, Broken Bay to Port Hacking, east to southeasterly 10 to 15 knots, tending east to northeasterly in the late afternoon. Seas below one metre, the swell southeasterly 1 to 1.5 tending southerly below 1 metre during the morning then tending southeasterly 1 to 1.5 metres around about midday. Seconds will be southeasterly 1 to 1.5 decreasing to around 1 metre by midday. The overall forecast partly cloudy. Oh, by the way, is that you on the heavy metal guitar or is that Robbo from the sports show? Heavy metal guitar. Welcome to the 20th century, Mr Blake. <laughs> Lots of luck. He spends more than 17 years on the Who's playing the guitar? Not me That's heavy metal stuff. Heavy metal stuff. Heavy metal. Last one he remembers is Led Zeppelin. (laughs) (laughs) Correct. (laughs) Mark Benaziak, good morning to you and Happy New Year. Good morning. Happy New Year to you guys. And how is the halls of Parliament going? (laughs) Well, they're a bit empty at the moment. (laughs) (laughs) We don't go back to... uh, February. Uh, February. How come they get yeah. such they a get long hold of us? school kids. I know. <laughs> Are they carried on with school Careful, kids? careful. You're not allowed. You know, we'll be on the phone. You'll get, if you talk about the schools and teachers. No, he said the school kids, not the teachers. He had a, You're the ones who said the teachers get too much time off, and your daughter gave you a reserve for it. She did. Yeah, well, look, as a former teacher, I'd probably probably agree with that, you know. But, um, <laughs> yeah, look, it, it is longer than a, a, a teacher's school holidays. But, um, yeah, that's the that's the time that the uh, the government set. Um, and it seems this government doesn't really want to sit too much this year um, and doesn't want to be accountable. So, but that's, that's nothing new. That's about more to the point, <laughs> being accountable. Yeah. Oh, dear. Hey, listen, uh, we had a bit of a fish kill at Lake yeah. Wallace. Did you, did you get to find out anything there? No, look, it's um, the the details are very, very sort of sketchy on. Although they're still obviously investigating it, but they're claiming it's been investigated as potentially um, an EHN uh, virus, but that hasn't been obviously confirmed. But there's, um, yeah, it seems to be a bit of confusion um, in the reporting as to who's who's in charge of sorting this all out, whether it's EPA or the the local council. The, you know, it was reported as the local council was managing the situation, um, and that was sort of confirmed by EPA. But then the local council have come out and said, "Oh well, no, we're just doing the mop up." Um, and clean up. So, it's, you know, you, you'd want to hope that EPA are onto it um, and, and taking it seriously. Um, because if it is a, a zoonotic disease, it's apparently it's not just redfin, but apparently they've found some trout as well. Um, and obviously we don't want it spreading to, spreading to natives as well. That's also a concern. A few um, of the tackle stores out west, uh, I'm talking about Inverell and uh, Tamworth and around those areas, are complaining that uh, the trout streams 
Don't worry about it. Don't go out there. The fish are dying everywhere. Yeah, well, look, that's... But that's a lot to do with the shallow water and the heat, I would think. <laughs> you, would, you would possibly think so, but still that's worthy of, of reporting um, to the relevant authorities, you know, so they can put things in place. Mm. So we don't have, you know, big fish deals like we did out of Menindee, um, you know, at sort of like the peak of the drought. Do you, um, a few years ago, so I got a question without notice, and, and like everyone's opinion, do we think we got too many people, too, like you know, the old saying, um, too many chiefs in not the enough. kitchen, and not enough little Indians, Indians you know, too many cooks, or, uh, the broth. Many, yeah, uh, when it comes to too many like, chiefs, agriculture. And we got fisheries. Now, should fisheries not be the main body and then delegate work from from there? Well, I've always advocated for fisheries to have a standalone minister. Oh, um, me too. And a, and a standalone department, I think. Yep. You know, I've, you know, as well, as good as, you know, some people thought Adam Marshall was when he was the minister, I warmed that I warn people that fish fisheries would sort of play second or third fiddle to, to agriculture because agriculture in itself is a big portfolio to look after. Um, and, yeah, this this new government hasn't really heeded that advice and have gone with that same approach of having fisheries just lumped in under, uh, under agriculture. Um, and it shouldn't be. It needs its, its own standalone minister and, and standalone department. Well, we've got, the same um, situ- haven't we? we've got the same situation with maritime transport. Yeah. You yeah. Know, it's been stuck under transport and therefore it's been swept under the carpet. Yeah, look, exactly. Um, and this is, I said, this is what I sort of predicted and warned about in 2019, and I'm sure you guys were probably talking about it um, before before then. Um, it's, not a, it's not a new issue, but we. You know, as governments, they seem to keep making those same mistakes um, and not giving it the credit that it deserves because it's a it contributes billions of dollars to the economy in terms of recreational fishing mm. and commercial fishing. Um, the same, they're big contributors to the economy. They deserve they deserve their own minister and deserve you know, adequate attention um, to avoid you know stuff like this happening. Okay, what else you got for us? Oh, look, um, talking about accountability, um, there's been a, obviously a, a harvest strategy being developed for Mulloway um, for the commercial fishing uh, industry. It's been going on for a little while and a lot of the commercial fishermen are really happy with how it's been progressing and I probably share their views um, because the, the department are using, I guess, well, interpreting the data poorly um, in, based on commercial landings, they're using this spike year in 1970 to to justify, um, you know, giving the, the commercial guys a haircut, and they accept they need a haircut in terms of catch. But can I just um, quickly interrupt there for a second? Yeah. When we talk about 1970, the commercial activity then the licensed commercial fishermen, what would that be? Four, five thousand. Members? Yeah, there was five thousand. There was, there was five thousand commercial fishers in nineteen seventy. What have and, we got uh, today? It was, it was, we'd be probably lucky if we have seven hundred. Yeah, it dropped to around nine 
70 in sort of 2012, 2013, and then obviously you had the reform, which forced in 2016, 2015, which forced a lot of people um, out as well. Um, so it's like comparing apples and oranges. You know, the, obviously, and this is the frustration that I'm hearing from the, the industry is that the department's not actually... I guess listening to all the factors that why there might be a decline in in, in catch, you know, in in two yeah. to oh four, you had thirty two recreational fishing havens created, so that yeah, you lost around two hundred fifty commercial fishermen at, through that process. Twelve, you know, there was around twelve hundred mesh nets uh, that were surrendered in that process as well. Um, you had size size restrictions introduced. In you know, 82, 83, and then again in 94 and 95, you know, you've had the you had the solitary island marine park created in 98, and that was prime otherway grounds. So that uh, was closed. Just talk about the solitary islands, okay? It was an issue that we uh, Shoemaker and I got involved in. And uh, 10 years later, down the track, there's not even one extra brim. Mm. So what did that prove? What that you know? <laughs> it, pr- it proves that fish move around. Exactly. Right. <laughs> yeah, the, you've got the Port Stephens Marine Park. Yeah, that was ninety-eight thousand hectares closed, gone. Sydney Harbour closed. You know, the great nurse protection zones in two thousand six. These are all things that have happened. That's been um, one of the greatest laughs of all time. That that beats the three stooges. Mm. Charlie Chaplin. Wasn't even as funny as that. <laughs> yeah, so like it's it's just frustrating that yeah you know, they're taking this peak in 1970, which if you look at the graphs of commercial leadings, it was just a fluke year, and everything has sort of sort of returned back to around that sort of 210 mark, 200 ton mark, sorry, and um, and they're trying to say, oh well, you know. You know, there's big dramas, you know, because in 1970 there was a great this big year and big catch and now we're down to this. So what we are now, and it's like, well, look at all the other factors um, that, that, yeah, that might have influenced, yeah, that, yeah, that result. So, and it's just a bit frustrating too when you then look at these two cultural fishing trials up on the mid-north coast and... The rules that have been put into place based on no no data, no no science, is that a cultural fisherman can take up to twenty fish, twenty mile away per day, per person. Um, now, Sean Sloan, the director, says, "Oh well, yeah, they're fishing for the whole whole community." Okay, I accept <laughs> that, but there's nothing in the rule book that says that they can't take twenty. 20 mile away per person per day. That's right. Okay. Um, so he might say, oh, no, yeah, no one's going to take 20 mile away per person per, per day, but there's nothing in the rule book that says that they can't. Well, um, who, who says I'm going to take 20 mile away a day, but I'm not allowed to? Yeah. What's the difference? Yeah. yeah. So it's it's a bit hard to swallow when, yeah, yeah the rec guys are getting a haircut. We've spoken about that last year, about yeah, now down to a boat. Uh, a boat limit rather than a per person limit. The commercial guys are getting a haircut. They they accept, you know, accept that, um, but they just want it to be done based on true data. But then we seem like we're 
not applying the same rules to, um, yeah. to cultural to the cultural yeah. fishing. So, okay. you know, it's like the departments try to make up for 20 years of, of yeah. screwing that whole legislation up okay. uh, regarding cultural fishing. Mark, thank you very much for your time this morning. Always interesting to catch up. We look forward to catching up with you during the year. No worries. Thanks, guys. Okay. See Mark Manasiak for the Shooters, Fishers and Farmers Party for the Upper House of New South Wales Parliament. Now... One of our listeners, regular listeners, Mark Kemp, you, you all know, he's uh, doing a, a fishing tour <laughs> at the moment. It's the fishing best way tour. to describe it. He's been up north. Um, he's been up around Port Macquarie. And he said they went down and checked out uh, Lake Carthy or Cathy, depending Cathy. on which Lake, way you want to say. Cat High. Cat High. Yeah. It sounds like Cathy, doesn't it? But it's yeah. Cat High. And said it's actually been closed for quite some time. He said there's more sand in there than the Sahara Desert. Oh, he's, so. talk, he's talking about the, the opening of the lake might be closed. Is that what he's talking about, or is it closed to fish? He just said closed. And you've got to wait for the high... The, they wait for the big tides for it to open, mm-hmm. where the sea comes up over and drags back. There you go. Look at it. Did you see the way you did it? I wish that was on... Wish we were podcasting that <clears throat> or streaming that vision. He looked extremely confident with that comment. Good to see. I know because yeah. I've been there. I've it happens seen it. once every 17 years, they say. What's that? The Nineteen after six coming up, we're going to chat with Swanee. Talking sport in 2024. It's a very sad day for me and all of us. This is the last day of talking sport. Thank you, thank you very much for educating me and listeners. You're giving us so much joy and entertainment. You guys don't realise how much of a laugh you guys give us over the years. You guys do a great show and um, you keep me company on my drive home and I can't think I speak for lots of listeners. I don't know anything too much about sport, but I just want to say to you guys, you've got the best show on the radio. So someone said, oh, you're off, and I went, oh, bugger. It's been a tough three years for me, the hardest years of my life. But having that connection and listening to all the callers and talking to you guys on a regular basis just uh, reminds you who you are. Talking Sports returns in 2024. January 15th. Folks, look, I just want to thank you because you guys make the show. And we really look forward to seeing you back for our 21st year. And you've helped us make it to that 21st. A brilliant new year. And just remember that we're back. Talking Sports. If you need help with repairs or maintenance to your strata unit or your commercial building, Network Construction Services could save you a hell of a lot of time and, believe me, a lot of money as well. You might want assistance with things like waterproofing or concrete cancer repairs, which can be a curse. You can find out more by going to networkconstructionservices.com.au or, better still, you can talk to Steve on the telephone if you want to. 98085673. Got it? 98085673. Ready to retire? With a Host Plus pension account, you can turn your super into a tax-effective retirement income. So, whether you're focused on maximising your investments or having more certainty over your returns, Host Plus Pension has an option for you. More control over your retirement? That's a plus. Issued by Host Plus Proprietary Limited. General advice only. Plus performance is not a reliable indicator of future performance. Consider your circumstances in the Host Plus Pension PDS and TMD at hostplus.com.au before making a decision. Search Host Plus Pension today.
Today I'm talking to Glenn, who is one of Arborvitae's many happy customers. Hi, Glenn. Hello, Leif. When did you start taking Arborvitae and what for? My mild arthritis had progressively deteriorated. It was reaching the stage of me being virtually crippled. A friend of mine suggested that I try Arborvitae, so I gave it a go. What benefits have you noticed from Arborvitae? After just the first bottle, the pain went from 8 out of 10 down to a manageable 2 or 3 out of 10. Are you happy to recommend Arborvitae and what would you tell our listeners about this product. Absolutely. I've told all my friends to give it a go. The secret is to have two or three bottles till the pain subsides and check dose that you're having the correct amount. It's wonderful to hear how much of a positive impact it has had on your life. Thanks for your time, Glenn. Arborvitae is an easy-to-take daily supplement that may help manage some of the most common health disorders caused by inflammation. Arborvitae health supplements are now available at Chemist Warehouse, Australia's cheapest chemist. Arborvitae.com.au Always read the label and follow the directions for you. News, sport, talk. 2SM 1269. On 2SM and the Super Radio Network, this is High Tide. It is 22 minutes after six here on High Tide. Hey, look, I found a really good wicket. Uh, over the Christmas break, Mr. Blake. A good wicket. A really good wicket to get on. What you do is when Kieran comes to town, you hang around with him for a couple of weeks, then you send him back south again. Swanee and Yvonne have got it sorted, bro. They right, have got right, it. Right, abs- they send him back in time for the crabs to come on up there. Yeah, but he spends six months down here and six days up there. Good morning, Swanee. Good morning, Yvonne. How are you? Good day. How are you? Like grandkids, you can give them back. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, dear, that's a worry, isn't it? How'd you go uh, up there over Christmas? Oh, we had a lot of fun, mate. Yeah, we took him to McDonald's and we took him down the beach to make sandcastles. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, yeah, well, that wasn't our fault. He opened the wrong present and uh, he got um, a present from a friend of ours, young Oliver, four-year-old Oliver, the bucket and the spade, and we just couldn't take it off him because <laughs> just the look on his face, you know. So, anyhow... <laughs> One good thing about it, in about 13 years' time, young Oliver, when he buys his first car, said a jumper leads will come in handy. <laughs> <laughs> the jumper leads, was that start, kick start the car or kick start Kieran? A <laughs> <laughs> uh, bit of a boast. <laughs> yeah, how are you, fellas? Have a good Christmas? Yeah, we had a good, good Christmas. Good Christmas. Yeah, yeah, I picked up a virus. I'm just getting over it at the moment. So, anyhow, it wasn't much fun. How's the fishing yeah. been? Uh, well, the last few days it's been a bit quiet, of course. It's well documented the amount of rain we've had and, mm. and storms and everything. But uh, yeah, yeah, before that, the fishing was really good. Um, outside fishing, and plenty of mackerel around, around the nearings and around the, the blinker markers. Uh, plenty of mahi, mahi, lots of big, you know, plenty of catches of mahi, mahi. Just about everyone that tried the, the, the uh, fads and that came home with a feed of mahi, mahi. Uh, just the odd marlin being caught. They're a little bit quiet this year. Um, Jake was supposed to ring me back. He said they'd been quiet. But had a, he didn't get back to me. He got busy last night with his taco truck, I think. But anyhow, uh, yeah, um, it, it's, it's, it's raining at the moment. and It's come away from the south already. they predicting 15 to 25, so it's not going to be the best this weekend for outside fishing, which is a shame because those have made it out to the banks uh, found a uh, uh, really good snapper and pearl perch and, um, and out to the hards too, a little bit further north they uh, found amberjack and, and kingfish 
Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a shame, but anyhow, uh, it looks like it's been a little bit of a ride out, except for bigger boats this weekend. But, um, you know, we get a bit sloppy out there. The beaches, uh, they're fishing pretty good, actually. There's been some nice lighting taken off all the beaches here for those using worms. Um, a lot of dart, too. If you get past the dart, you'll get a good feed of whiting. Um, inside, uh, it was firing all right for uh, mangrove jack and uh, whiting, uh, just the odd brim. But then the rain hit and the river's got very dirty at the moment. There's a lot of catfish around at the moment. Probably the best thing to do is wait until you get uh, the first two hours of the run up down near the, uh, the run out, actually, down near the mouth when you've got clear water. Um, with live baits, you might pick up a flathead or two. Uh, you might do a bit of rim fishing too. When the more dirty water comes down, change over to, to uh, uh, smelly baits like mullet gut. Uh, even if you make up some pudding mix, if you know how to make it up, um, you'll pick up a few brims that have been pushed down by the dirty water. Uh, hopefully, the, uh, the uh, this will turn the crabs on. They've all reports are they're getting crabs, but uh, there's been a lot of sharecroppers this year, and, and unfortunately, a lot of them are doing the wrong thing, just reaching into the pots and snapping the nippers off, but uh, not caring whether they're females, undersized, or whatever. A lot of reports about that going on, so you know, it's just just waste. That's all it is, and it, it's you know, it makes it hard for everyone. But uh, anyhow, you'll always have the one. People who want to do the wrong thing. But, uh, well, Swanee, I don't know if you saw it down uh, in the papers down here last week. There was a, a Spiro, uh, Spear to Blue Groper. Uh, uh, yeah, which, what, what a grub. A 35 to 40 year old fish that all the yeah. locals, you know, fed and looked after. And this grub's gone out there and speared it. Yeah. And, and they're a protected species. Be heavy fines associated with that, wouldn't it? It's only $500. I thought that was nowhere near enough. No. Should have been a lot more. Uh, that's average. Five years, it should yeah. be. That happened many years back, too. If you remember, yeah. the same thing where a fellow was actually going right. with this um, fish and feeding it and stuff. That's and right. I put it on TV and that's when it's someone that went out and done the same went thing. Went out and did the yeah. same thing. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Like, um, it's just very sad. Yeah, yeah. there's always some, there's a wrong thing. But uh, years ago in the Haven, too, there were probably half a dozen, uh, the biggest rays you've ever seen in your life, some of them about eight foot across. And they... They'd go through uh, and just clean up the haven when people were cleaning fish down on the cleaning tables. They'd throw the heads and guts and whatever in there. And they'd come through like big vacuum cleaners. And you know, one day, when, uh, I won't mention what sort of person he was, but he'd come through and uh, back in the, when you could use a powerhead. And uh, he shot it with one of the rays of the powerhead and pulled it out on the beach and said, what a hero I am. Yeah. Uh, he got a hiding, actually. <laughs> uh, no, he did. He got a hiding. Okay. Uh, the boys from the, uh, I think it was the Terrigal Fishing Club, <laughs> weren't too impressed with what he was doing. They were the bear cleaner fish. But, uh, why would you do something like that? True. Anyhow, there's always one. Yes. Not long after Steve Irwin lost his life to a black ray. Um, we were at uh, North Haven, I think. We are on the other side of the... Uh, Break ball, unfortunately, and a couple of fellas pulled the ray in a whip ray, oh. uh, long tail rip ray, and they were hitting it with everything they had rocks and stones and stubbing it. And I thought, oh, yeah, I yelled out, and they looked at me, and I said, well, I was the, the ogre, you know. They were 
someone screamed out at the Ray, like I, I thought it might have been the one that might have killed him. I don't know how dense they are, but yeah. just honestly, that really turned my stomach too. Anyhow. Okay. No worries. Okay, good to catch up. You enjoy the peace and quiet. I think you're getting a visitor back this week. It's yeah. coming back, I think, on Wednesday, isn't it? There you go. Lock the yeah, doors. Have a good one. Thanks, okay, Wally. Thanks, Yvonne. 29 minutes after six. Coming up after this break, we're going to catch up with Gregory Reed. You'll see more of Australia in less time when you travel by plane with Outback by Air. Yet a fraction of the time it would take you by road, Outback by Air will fly you to destinations you'll never forget and you'll probably never see again. What you will cover in a week on Outback by Air, all-inclusive tour, would take you up to a month or more to do in a motor car. Check the packages and destinations available at outbackbyair.com.au or you can phone 1300-310-503. Are you building a new home? Well, there's a more affordable way with a PAL kit home, Australia's most experienced and trusted kit home supplier for more than 50 years. You can become an owner-builder and manage the building of your own home. PAL guarantee that you can do it even without prior building experience. Find out how you can build your very own home. Go to PAL, that's P-A-L, kithomes.com.au or you can phone them on 1-800-024-912. There's nothing like Razorback 4x4. They make Australia's best four-wheel drive seat covers which offer protection like no other. So you can get out and about knowing that the interior is protected from spills, mud, sand, dogs, even messy family members. Razorback 4x4 have the strongest, most comfy seat covers this side of the black stump and they're customizable with free shipping Australia. Australia-wide. Head to Razorback4x4.com.au and grab some for your four-wheel drive today. That's Razorback4x4.com.au. Peters of Kensington's Bridal Registry Service has been the first choice for couples for nearly 40 years. Peters offers an Australian-wide registry service, not just for weddings, but for any occasion. With their legendary customer service, years of experience and huge range, finding that perfect gift for your big day couldn't be easier. Visit Peters of Kensington, 57 Anzac Parade. Kensington or organise your registry online at petersofkensington.com.au Why in the world would you shop anywhere else but Peters of Kensington? Iconic, surprising, adaptive, award winning. The Hyundai i30 is truly remarkable but when it comes to its evolution as the sporty new i30 sedan featuring a sleek new design elevated suite of tech and driver focused interior remarkable is just the start the 2024 Hyundai i30 30 sedan. Available now from 31990 Drive Away. Visit hyundai.com.au or your local showroom. For those high rise and difficult access painting jobs, Skyhook Painting is the answer. Instead of using costly and unsightly scaffolding, Skyhook's expert tradesmen will abseil down your building, preparing and painting the surface as they go. So if you've got a high-rise or difficult-access painting job, get in touch with Skyhook Painting. Go to skyhookpainting.com.au or phone 0449 849 949. 2SM has Sydney Dawking. On 2SM and the Super Radio Network... You're listening to High Tide. 27 minutes away from 7. Still half hour of the program to go. Just about. Let's go down to Joy of Us Bay. Craig Reid, Pro Lewis Australia. Good morning. 
Oh, good morning. How are we? We're good. Happy New Year. Yeah, Happy New Year to you. So how's What's the fish doing? been biting down there? Well, look, I could... You want the honest-to-God truth? Yes. <laughs> I, I wouldn't know. I've been away. <laughs> <laughs> I love That's it. truthful. Yeah. Well, look, I heard... I, I got word on the 22nd that there was a tourism tsunami coming, so I headed in the opposite direction. <laughs> <laughs> you went bush. No, I went to the city. Went to the city. <laughs> yeah, they'd all left the city. Exactly. Ah... <laughs> uh, but no, look, I've I've uh, I've been out for a couple of days, and by all reports, um, bumper season in terms of um, visitation. The, the, the weather's been pretty kind. A um, little bit of fresh influx into the system, but I think the important thing is now, like the dust has settled, that really, really intense busy period is um, is past now, and so the fishing opportunities will free up a lot more. The, the boat ramps, even yesterday, were actually user friendly. Uh, which is good. So no more lines, no more waiting. Um, as far as the basin goes, yeah, it's 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 kind of a lot more user friendly now. And I, I think the key to this time of year is you've either got to go early or late, particularly if you're bait fishing. Um, and as far as the lure fishing side of things go, you just wait for the wind to come up and fish in the middle of the day when no one's around. But I think the key to this time of year is finding a bit of ground to yourself and then fishing as light as you can in terms of the estuaries. And it, it still surprises me why 30 to 50 boats all want to anchor up together right near the drop-off at Sussex Inlet, where everyone's going in and out of the Sussex River into the basin and passing over the top of you. So go and find a bit of ground to yourself and fish really light, um, three- and four-pound uh, fluorocarbon, and um, use your sounder, locate a school of fish, put an anchor down and put down a burly trail, and that should actually get you a good feed of estuary reds this time of year because the snapper... Um, do congregate in the middle of the basin at this time of year, um, and they're very much a viable uh, target. But um, the flats, by all accounts, over the last couple of days have actually been fishing OK, and we've got pretty strong northerlies the next few days, um, and that's going to sort of suit, um, you know, that late afternoon, uh, really windy sessions, slow roll in those little S36 Pro Lua cranks over the flats. Um, and... Uh, and the whiting are actually um, about at the moment too, and thankfully not as much boat traffic sort of in and over those sand flats, so you'll find the fish actually come back up onto the flats now, whereas over the, over the last week, just with the you know, intense amount of people around, the fish get scared off the flats, so they're, they're starting to come back up on the flats now. We'll probably hit the beaches up today. I think going to go for a surf this morning and then uh, go for a walk down the beach uh, with a few micro jigs and um, go go for a little micro jig on the beach for a salmon or a tailor. Um, that'd be a good thing to do. We've got low tide at about what have we got? Ten past eleven this morning. Um, I have had reports of like this of kings in the bay, but uh, lots of rats, which is pretty typical for this time of year. Um, all the all the main points like the end of north tip of Bowen Island, uh, point perpendicular today though. Once that north easter picks up, um, I prefer live slimies rather than rather than squid at this time of year um, for kings. But uh, if you take yourself um, take yourself either a sluggo or or one of the big pro-lure prey minnows, you've got to have some lures at this time of year just sort of to work that ground as well as live baits. Get out there early and uh, watch the nor'easter as you're heading back in. Um, the, the sea surface temps off the coast here are, are pretty warm. Um, I still have had, you know, been watching reports of um, the odd marlin caught in close at the moment as well. But it's um, going to be pretty sort of choppy offshore after lunch, so get out early.
and okay. uh, get back in by lunch. Greg, you'd be happy to know uh, Ronnie Abdullah is up at Had Head at the moment, and I sent him a, a message that he's catching any fish. And he said, yes, young Brody caught four flathead on pro lure prawn. There you go. Him, and, him and tens of thousands of others. That's right. Oh, speaking of the prawn, we uh, we dropped a new colour um, just before Christmas. It's called the raw prawn. The raw prawn. <laughs> yeah, the raw prawn. Don't come the raw prawn with, with me. But um, it's, it's an albino colour, which is sort of like a whitish, translucent colour. It's got a bit of black fleck in it, but we put some really... Really high these uh, red eyes on it, which are also, and the whole lure's got UV in it, uh, so it's UV enhanced. Um, so the raw prawns out um, in the mix as well, and um, yeah, I still can't get them in the country quick enough, which is good. And if you haven't used one, you can swap them over for bait. You don't need servo prawns; you just even throw one on an octopus hook with a um, with a ball sinker on the end of it and just throw it out. And plenty of people have been catching fish that way. Kids off jetties, old fellas. Um, it's a pretty, pretty simple thing to use, and with, with the prawn particularly, the legs just articulate in the water, so you can actually have it sitting on the bottom and the thing looks like it's moving, and that's why it's such a deadly lure. And if you haven't got any form of prawn, you know, in your arsenal at this time of year, um, you're a little bit behind the eight ball. So, uh, yeah, go the raw prawn. Okay, no worries. But, um, yeah, all in all, look, it's, um, weather down here is pretty good today, so, yeah, just get out early, get back in by lunchtime, um, Things are going back to being a bit more user friendly now, which is which is good. You know, we've got through that really intense period, and um, I think the fish will actually come back out to play now, which is which is not a bad thing. And um, hopefully, we don't get too much rain, but to expect afternoon showers and storms. So, a lot of the a lot of the creeks have still got a fresh component in it, particularly the upper part of the Shoalhaven River. Um, that'll be still pretty fresh as well. So, I'd be I'd be watching out for a lot of debris on the upper part of the Shoalhaven River. There's still um, quite a lot floating down after the last big dump and we're I think we're expecting more early next week as well so that'll keep a bit of fresh in the mix with that as well though like um, there's, there's been a lot of dewies caught over the last uh, over the last month in particular last few months but like we're just seeing tons of little tiny little soapy dews so obviously you know the population that's there has gone into spawning overdrive which is not a bad thing um, so yeah, expect some good things from those over the next um, couple of years as well if they all grow to size. But um, it was very interesting listening to Mark Pazaniak there before. I think he's got his finger on the pulse. Yeah, I, I do too. Yeah, yeah. We can get a dedicated fisheries department um, and a hundred extra <laughs> fisheries officers. We wouldn't have idiot spear and blue grouper. That's right, uh, wouldn't we? Yeah, that was disgusting. You only got a five hundred dollar fine for that. Oh mate, throw the whole, throw the twenty two k at him. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah what, what? Yeah, it's, it really was. It's, That's it's, it's like that guy at Southwest Rocks that robbed a hundred crab traps, right, and only got four hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah. Ah, yeah. uh, human. But anyway, okay. Today is That's like. glorious. So I uh, hope you guys can get out amongst it, get some vitamin D, get some sand between your toes, because uh, it's a good day to be doing that. Thanks, Greg. Much appreciated. Talk to you next Happy week. Happy days. All right. Okay. Talk to you next week. You mentioned surfing uh, this week. Uh, Wednesday, um, heading down to Collaroy, a friend uh, they haven't seen for quite some since the motorsport days is coming up. He's now uh, unfortunately in a wheelchair, mm-hmm. but he is going surfing. Good surfing. Well, uh, that's another thing we've got to look at doing, uh, giving some people advice on on surfing. Um, 
the areas to go and how to ride the boards or whatever. <laughs> it's a bit like fishing. I surf out at Newport, so if the, the surf at Newport's fantastic, mate, motor vale's a ripper. Go down there, <laughs> go down there. We'll take a break on the other side of this. Captain Paul Burt. 2SM has Sydney talking. You used to be paying $600 a quarter for electricity, now they're paying $1,200. At the bottom line, when you line up at the checkout, what you are living on, that's where it's still really hurting us. Small minorities are getting in there who have an agenda to push because we are quiet, and when I say we, I mean the majority, then we have to accept it. The minority blokes are out there jumping up and down in the streets. That's why they're getting things through that they shouldn't be getting through. Summer mornings with Dave Cochran. Why don't you take your taste buds on a chocolate holiday with the irresistible chocolates from Byron Bay Chocolate Company. A local success story, the family-run factory produces spectacular chocolates to match our spectacular region. Locally sourced nuts, fruits and berries are lovingly coated in the finest chocolate to create these gourmet products that leave you wanting more. Treat yourself this holiday season. Try their world-famous Moon Macadamias. Look for the Byron Bay Chocolate Company at quality independent outlets. Recently retired and want to give back to the community? Looking to contribute to a worthwhile cause? Join View Clubs of Australia, a friendly women's network in your local community. View supports the Smith family to help Australian children in need break the cycle of poverty. Become a member today. Call 1800 805 366 or go to view.org.au. For the management of pain and inflammation associated with osteo and other mild forms of arthritis, try Stiff Sore and Sorry Pain Relief Gel. Always read the label, use only as directed, and if symptoms persist, see your healthcare professional. Look for Stiff Sore and Sorry Pain Relief Gel at pharmacies and health food stores everywhere. To find the location of your nearest Stiff Sore and Sorry stockist, go to loveoilcollection.com.au or phone Ray on 040 you can turn your wedding or other group function into a memorable special occasion at Twin Creeks Golf and Country Club. Overlooking their picturesque 18th green, Twin Creeks Clubhouse is the perfect venue for any group get-together, party or celebration. Do yourself a favour and find out about having your wedding or other group function at Twin Creeks Golf and Country Club. Go to twincreeksgolf.com.au or phone Twin Creeks Helpful Function Staff on 9670-8888. Nothing. Says Aussie Summer, like an ice cold Bundaberg ginger beer. Coupled with backyard barbecues, sunshine, and your mates. Bundaberg ginger beer is a true blue brew, a quintessential classic. Craft brewed over three days using real Aussie ginger and a traditional family recipe which has been perfected over four generations. Treat yourself this summer to the great Australian brew, Bundaberg ginger beer. Listen to 2SM online, 2SMSuperNetwork.com. On high tide, time now for Paul Bird. Thanks to Step Outside. It is that time of day. Where is he on the planet, though? That's the question. Good morning and a happy new year, Paul. Oh, I like the upgrade for 2024. That's very fancy, isn't it? <laughs> That's the only one you're getting. <laughs> See, that well, way we I don't forget to mention Step Outside. I'm good. Holy I'm good. How, how, how are you, boys? We're good. very good. Where are you hiding? Mate, I'm in, uh, well, of course, I'm in the South Pacific on an island. That's I just came in from a, a pretty good surf, so I'm, uh, I'm absolutely buggered, to be honest with you. But um, 
it's great. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm loving it at the moment. We come over here for, uh, for New Year's, had Christmas at home, and so here we are in a nice little tropical paradise, which is good. Away from the cyclones. No, I was there for Jasper, as you know, right, yeah. and then uh, I got shooed away from the country. <laughs> <laughs> People discriminated me, called me fat and all these different names. So well, I, I was going to ask that. Turtle shell. I remember was it five hours a day. I'm dropping it like a, I'm dropping it like a Jenny Craig. Was it last year straight. or the year before when you're out there and you're sunbaking? Your son put the sunscreen on your back that said, and it read, "I'm fat." Yeah, that was that was uh, twenty. That was last. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, I think it was last year. Yeah, it had, had fat and then he drew a big penis underneath it. So you know what? It's, um, that's what kids do. That's what kids do. And I was asleep. I'd been uh, I'd been out fishing, and I came back in, and uh, yeah, he drew on fat on my back, and uh, yeah, and then a few other things. So yeah, that's what kids do to their dads, I believe, aren't they? I'm not sure, Blakey. Did the you great, have that problem? The great <laughs> revenge is you take a big photograph of it. You have he it did. framed, and then come the come his birthday, you go, "There's your birthday present." <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely. No, it was, it's it's look, you know, it's great, guys. So we just come over here, just a bit of R and R, and as as we do, you know, we book it a million years ago, so you get the cheaper flights and all that stuff, and enjoy it. It's great. As Alan mentioned, a fair bit of rain um, up your hometown. Have you heard much about the yeah. fishing? Mate, look, they have been. Uh, you know, the, the, the crabbing is just going to be phenomenal. We're going to see some amazing crabs um, coming through. It'll be a lot of mud crabs. There'll be a lot of uh, blue swimmers, but mainly muddies. That'll be that'll be the dominant catch. But um, the barramundi have been around. Obviously, uh, there are legal times when you can and cannot target them. Um, so you want to be aware of those times. But also, uh, you know, targeting mangrove jacks. The boys are getting some big mangrove jacks uh, when the runoff came. Um, and, and of course, uh, you know, just working those those causeways around Rabina. Uh, Merrimack, uh, even Clear Island waters, into uh, mermaid waters, all those areas there, uh, around Bonjuni, all, all produce fish. You know, there had to be a, a, a release valve for all of these, uh, all this water to go somewhere. We're talking half a metre uh, of water in most areas. And, uh, and, and, you know, good thing about Gold Coast, it, it, it drains away pretty quick. You, know, you do get a little bit of residual sort of rain and, and flooding here and there. Um, and it does look impressive for the day or two, but then obviously after that it, it drains away pretty good. Um, but, you know, obviously before that, Christmas, uh, Christmas night, um, you know, we had that tornado come through and, man, it was, it was, it was pretty, pretty good. I mean, we're up at, when I was at Jasper, we had sustained winds in the middle of where we were between Yule Beach and, uh, and Woodrow Woodrow, where it were sort of hit in that Cape Trib region. And it was sustained winds for about seven hours of 140 kilometres per hour. So this thing that came through the Gold Coast had wind peaks of around 130 to 140, but they weren't sustained. They were, you know, 20 minutes. And, and that was enough to, to, to lift roofs and cause some major damage to a lot of structural areas. And, you know, it's, it's another thing for Energex up here and for power for the power suppliers is to um, spend the dough, stop making it, and put, it under, put, put power back on the ground. I mean, you know, how can you have in a major metropolitan area for Christmas and, and even now there's still areas without power, which is ridiculous in a major city. So, Welcome to Queensland. You know, you've got to look at those things. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome mm. to Queensland. Yeah, welcome to Queensland, exactly, mate. Yeah, just, just dangle them. Take the party lights down and dangle between the coconut trees. But, you know, the other one is the, uh, that we're seeing at the moment is, of course, the, um, uh, is the crabbing. I was mentioning about mud crabs, and they're all coming out. Like last year, we had one of the best seasons of mud crabs around the Logan River. It was just incredible. Gee, I've never seen so many mud crabs in my life. You know, they were just jumping on your hand lines, and, and that's what we ended up doing. You'd, you'd put a crab pot out, and you'd catch... You know, between 10 and 18 crabs in a pot. Sometimes you get over 20 crabs in a pot in, in, in a couple of hours. They're so thick. And, of course, you're only allowed 14 crabs per boat um, maximum uh, uh, per over two people. 
and and you know you've got to be 15 centimeters across the top of the carapace and you can only keep males but you're catching that in one or two pots so wow. we ended up going to, to to hand line so you could actually have a bit of fun when you go crabbing you know rather than just going out set the pots come back and check them an hour later and, and you're done and dusted so uh, we're seeing some good crabbing coming through the Logan uh, entrance to the Coomera all the way down towards, um, you know, even the Narang's held a few crabs, surprisingly. It's generally an area in Narang that you get a few males, few bucks, but majority of females. Um, but there's a lot of uh, lot of share farming around, so you've got to make sure you keep your pots in your in your own area where you can. Um, but also for those wanting to get out there and have a crack for, for uh, offshore fishing, there's been some good days here and there. There's been some nice dolphin fish on the fads. There's been some pretty good catches of amberjacks coming through as well. And also for those who want to do a bit of fishing in the backwaters of uh, or the, the, the reefs of uh, Nine Mile, so Wahoo, Yellowfin Tuna, all that sort of stuff there has been good. And, and a few kingies down the front with heads. Uh, the water temp's been up and down. Sometimes, uh, you know, with the northerlies uh, come through, it was down about 19, 20 degrees, quite cool, good for snapper. And then when it started to warm back up, obviously we saw the, the pelagic starting to come back on. Been a few mackerel also uh, in close, but unfortunately all the runoffs created a fair bit of dirty water coming through. So that's made it fairly difficult. Okay, Paul, question for you. Um, explain yeah. to people that haven't done it, if they want to try and catch a crab on a hand line, what's the best way to set up and do that? Go to yeah, his YouTube down. channel would be my tip. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> you need a like long net, a long-handled net. Is that Kieran? That? Yeah, it's Kieran. That's me. Hey, Kieran, he's still with us. How are you, buddy? <laughs> I'm good, thank you. <laughs> Love your work, mate. I know you will. I'm only taking the mickey. Mate, um, but you're right. You're 100% right there, Kieran, is you need a uh, heavy, heavy hand line and you need, a, um, you need a longer net and all that sort of stuff to get it up. Once you, once you Heavy hand lines in, in the way of at least a 150-pound line, and it's not a line that you need to because you're going to break, your, uh, break the, the, the breaking strain. What it is, it's more about having the grip of the line. You need something to, to, to really feel the the, uh, the the crab on the end. He's not going to pull and run around and break 200-pound line, no, but it just allows you to, to take a grip on your fingers and pull him back nice and gently. Uh, if it's too thin, obviously, you know, you, you, it's, it's hard to, to, to grab that thin line in your fingers. Um, you want it a little bit more heavier. And also, um, you get a few bull sharks that come up and grab your line as well, which you know, heavier line makes it a bit easier to tackle those things. But... Um, Basically, you just put a ball sinker down onto a, a, a 6-0 or 7-0 hook. The crabs will jump on anything, whether it be a bit of raw chicken or a bit of mullet or a bit of fish, whatever, it doesn't matter. Just drop it down the side of your boat, put uh, four lines out, you know, if there's two of you, put two on each, on each side. And you watch your line just slowly walk away. And as it walks away, um, you, you, you just grab the line, you'll feel them pulling it. And as they're pulling it, you just feel the weight. It's gone three times as heavy as it, as it previously was when it's just sitting there. And then you slowly pull them up and you'll feel the crab moving his claws. You'll feel it through the fishing line. That's why the heavy fishing line's good. You feel everything. Don't use braid. And, no. um, and then when you get them close to the surface, you know how much line you got out, right? You, you, you have a net. A good big Shimano net's unreal. Those got the big wide gate nets are good. Don't use fire nets because they're too much drag in the water. So you want what we used to do is get the big nets and take the actual netting out. We put um, uh, chicken wire in, and the chicken wire would just slide through the water super easy. It would stay that shape that you want it, which is like a big scoop, and you just drop it down to you know on a long handle, even on a pool scoop if you wanted to, and just drop it down to that you know six foot under under water. And as the crab comes up, just come up behind him and scoop it. Don't drag it in front of him. You want to come in behind him so if he drops off, he's going to 
drop back with a current, and that way he'll drop straight into your into your net. And, and we did that this year, and and it was just just incredible. But like Grant said, you know, jump onto the um, onto our YouTube channel and and you'll see firsthand exactly how to catch um, mud crabs on hand line. Because it gets yeah, a bit critical when they get near the boat. They tend to shy away from the boat and want to let go. Yeah, 100%, mate. Yeah, they do. They, as soon as they see, a, see your ugly mug, they just, they're out of there. They don't want to deal yeah. with it. If the, the dirtier the water, uh, the better at times because they're not seeing anything until you get to the top. I tend to use a Lumo sinker, um, and the reason for that is I, I can see... You know, you can see the pink or the green coming through. When you get to that last foot or two foot of water, you'll be able to just get that glimpse of, of colour um, opposed to a grey sinker. A grey sinker in, in that brown water tends to just sort of um, blend in, if you know what I mean. So a little bit of colour there. It doesn't worry the crabs, I guarantee that. But it just does help um, not- noticing when you're actually getting close to the surface. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's a great way to do it. And you want to measure your crabs and just keep doing upgrades. If they're that thick, just... Grab one that's you know fifteen or sixteen centimeters, no smaller of course in Queensland, and then um, and then as you get bigger ones, just let the other ones go, and, and, watch, uh, and, and keep upgrading. Watch the YouTube channel on how to tie the crab up without getting bitten. <laughs> I, I, I do seem to recall him doing a bit of dancing around the boat during that video, but hey, I don't blame him for that. <laughs> now we did that. We, we got hit because we're putting them into uh, into our esky, and um, and they're all all happy. And uh, and I did an upgrade and put it in and uh, yeah I think I think we had fourteen crabs in there so there's twenty eight nippers wanting to bite your hand off and uh, <laughs> I, I, I think I missed one I think I missed one but that's okay. A trick was, a trick I learnt with them beautiful to catch a trick I learnt with them was if you wherever you're catching from the mangroves if you get a few leaves and put it over it tends to calm them down they feel as though they've got a little bit of cover over them. Absolutely, absolutely. Or a wet hessian bag is also another good thing. Yes. Um, but yeah, just don't break off the mangrove. Look, no. Don't break off all those roots yeah. and trees and all that when you're younger and all that. But these days, you can't. So you know, any, anything in there that's just going to keep them settled a bit, hessian okay. bag, tree, tree branch, or anything like that, leaves is an idea. Um, it, it is good. And another thing that we've got through um, is a, a company set us some stuff up to step outside. It's called the crabber, and the crabber is really cool. It's basically just a um, you. you put your foot on the back of the crab and this thing just goes around the nippers onto the back end and it's it basically just ties them up like you know oh, like a bungee type hard. of thing yeah yeah with the yes, that's, absolutely that's right like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and and that's it it's a really cool thing so you just it's bungee thing so you go from one end around the claws around to the back and just hook it around itself and uh job done okay paul we're gonna really go thank, thank you for thank that you step Good outside yeah yeah um we yeah, step outside we're uh we're on this weekend it's our last show this weekend i believe and then uh, we're back on in March. So, uh, yeah, tomorrow's uh, that one. And then uh, look forward to seeing everyone uh, back on the box in March 4th. We return for Season 6. But, um, yeah, the last one's coming up tomorrow. You don't want to miss that one. So, absolute hoot. Okay. Thanks, Paul. Enjoy the holiday. Thank you, guys. Okay, yeah, bye. you too, guys. Good to talk so, to you. Talk to you Paul Bird, he's having fun up there. Good luck to him. <laughs> yeah. And on, a, on an island. He's not saying which one. No, that's right. He's out there somewhere. May or may not have been the one the Brady Bunch went to. I don't know. I don't know. Did they go to an island? They did at one stage, I believe. Oh, oh you might have got a skipper of Gilligan. That island. <laughs> it doesn't matter, but there are very good hints there. Uh, I mean, they've been around oh, those methods it, for a long, long time, but that take that on board if you've never done them It's before. really good to watch him doing that, too, uh, pulling them up on, on a handline. Yeah, well, it, 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 it is really a sport type yeah. of thing because you've got to be cagey than what the crab yep. is. Yeah, it's, it's very challenging. Yeah. It's a similar situation with the flathead. 
yeah. when the flooding comes to the top of the water. Well, that is our first show of the year. Hope you've enjoyed it. We'll be back again tomorrow morning. We'll look forward to catching up with you then. Yeah, same time, same channel. Thank you for listening, everyone. Yeah. Uh, and Blake's Green, four five double seven double six double nine. Yeah, if you want to know what the weather is up to, keep your eye on the sky. Safe boating, everyone. Where the wobbler and the dragonfly knew us like they knew the river bend. But as sure as yabbies bite your toes, this boyhood story had to end.